The voice of Motown, West Virginia's leader in news, analysis, and rumors, proudly presents the Voice of Motown podcast, featuring your boys, Brandon and Tyler. Take it away, gentlemen. All right, guys, this is the Voice of Motown. Um, I'm Tyler Peppy. I'm Brandon Cork, and this is a WVU sports podcast by two suffering WVU fans. Before we get into it, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Look for the Voice of Motown podcast. Also, feel free to reach out on our videos, on social media. Just let us know what you think, whether you hate us, whether you love us, whether you just want to share your thoughts on the state of WVU football and basketball. We love interacting with you guys, so drop something and let's chat. Um, Today, lately, there has been a lot of discussion surrounding former and current players' experiences While playing under Neil Brown, some have shared really enjoyable experiences. Some have shared some not so enjoyable experiences. And we're not here to say either party is correct or incorrect. Every coach in the world has players who like them and players who hated playing for them. Coach Brown is no different. However, multiple players have been reaching out to our platform to share their feelings on the matter. And we wanted to have a conversation and just try to clear the air and get to the bottom of what's going on at WVU. And with all that being said, we are joined by Tanner Blatt. Tanner, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, so Tanner, um, I understand that you're in the military. So I wanted to give you a minute to you know see what you're up to now and what branch you're in. All right, so um, I'm in the Air Force currently. Um, I'm not really allowed to specify what job I have in the Air Force, but I can say that I am in the Air Force right now. And that's about as far as I can go into that. But it's a great job, and I love what I do. And it's very interesting. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. Thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Thank you. 100%. Thank you for your service, Tanner. Um, And uh, let's just give the fans some background info. Since um, you didn't play here at WVU, you played at Troy. Um, what years did you play for Neil Brown at Troy and what made you pick Troy? Because I know you grew up, uh, pretty near that area. Yep. So like you said, I'm from a small town called Opelika, Alabama. It's about an hour and a half away from Troy university. I played for coach Brown in 2016 and 2017. After that, uh, the 2018 season, I was no longer there. And of course, um, as we'll learn 2019, I picked back up playing with a uh, chip Lindsay. What made me choose Troy was the fact that it was, um, you know, not too big of a school. Um, proximity to home. I didn't want to go to Auburn being so close to home. And I did like the side of Troy. They did play some pretty quality teams. And I you know, to be honest, they recruited me pretty nicely and I really wanted to go there. So that's really why I chose that school over others. Awesome. And were you um, at Troy on scholarship or preferred walk on? So uh, when I was recruited, basically, I did get a good bit of money for uh, academic scholarship at Troy. So when I was being recruited by Coach Brown and Coach Pogue, it was stated, you know, we don't need to basically waste a scholarship on someone that can get in academically. So you come in academically on a scholarship, you work hard, you know, prove that you're worthy of a scholarship, bust your butt, and, you you know, you, we can work you towards a scholarship. Uh, but went to Troy on academics primarily. Awesome. Well, that's still impressive in its own right. So congratulations. Yeah, 100 percent. And, you know, we can just kind of talk about the elephant in the room. What will you say to the listeners who will claim that, um, you know, Tanner was just on the scout team? He didn't play a lot. And that's why he's bashing Neil, because, you know, just as well as we do, listeners are going to claim that after listening to this. So what would your rebuttal be 
to listeners who say that right off the bat? I'll say first, normally the people in power are going to be the ones that write history. So pretty uh, good quote from the past. But I'd say uh, I would never make myself out to be something that I'm not. I would like to say I'm pretty humble. Um, and you can ask any of my teammates that I play with, and they'd, I would imagine they'd have nothing but good things to say. When I say – when someone would say he's just a scout team player, what they don't realize is, uh, as far as performance goes, 4-4-2-40, broad jump. I believe it was a 38-inch vertical. I was one of the strongest in the weight room. I was a great team player. I lived for the team. That was my whole sole purpose was to just be there, help in any way possible that I could. So it's not so much as bashing as it is just an honest opinion of things that happened to me. Um, it's, you know, I was a good player. Am I saying that I would go to the NFL? You know, probably not. Uh, but could have I helped Troy? Uh, yeah, certainly I could. I definitely could have done a lot more if given the opportunity. However, I never touched the field. And I was never given a fair shot, even in practices, spring ball, fall camp, you name it. I never had one opportunity to show what I was capable of, along with many other great athletes who were there with me. Most of them ended up leaving or getting pissed off or changing positions. But, yeah, pretty much yeah. Yes, as far as that goes. Yeah, completely understand. I appreciate you giving that, um, you know, outline. So I, I think from there, um, you know, just before we jump in, you know, what, what do you hope to gain and, and share with the fans by – sharing this story um what's kind of the um the goal when you know uh, with the transparency with all this because we've definitely seen some players just not willing to speak out mm -hmm. i'd say what i hope to gain from this would be people see things from the outside you know they have this nice facade of how it looks oh i mean look at what this coach is doing he's a great coach let's look at his twitter i mean wow the team is doing such great things they're involved in the community these players are great and wonderful. You know, the, you know, they're on scholarship. They must be doing great in the classroom, et cetera, et cetera. What I hope people gain from this is, you know, it's a little bit behind the scenes. It's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's definitely not as, um, as nice as you'd like to think. And I'm hoping that people can see this and, you know, learn from what I went through and maybe not make the same mistake and just have a better understanding, more open mindset that at least my experience in college football, it wasn't as ideal as it should have been. I don't know if it's this way at every school. But I'll I will tell you that it's not what you see from the outside, certainly. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you did say you're not here just to bash him. You're just here to share your story because that's really all we want to do, too. We just wanted to get you on here and give you a platform to share it. So let's kind of dive right into it. Um, like you mentioned, you you walked away from football after two years. What What would you say, what events led up to that decision taking place? Okay, so long story, I'll try to make it as quick as possible. Basically, when I was at Opelika High School, I was recruited as a running back, okay? Um, I was told, you know, you come to Troy academically. Will you get on some special teams? Because I was a big special team player. I loved that aspect of the game. Special teams was my bread and butter. So you come, show out the special teams, right? You, you get a chance, like I said, bust your butt, and we'll put you into a scholarship. No problem. The first day I arrive on Troy's campus as a football player, I'm called by um, Coach Pogue, who was one of Neil Brown's uh, coaches for defense, and I'm told, hey, you need to go to the cornerback room. I'm like, okay, no problem. Maybe that's where Coach Pogue is at this um, evening. And I walk into the room, and they say, all right, guys, this is your um, new cornerback. And I'm like, I mean, what's going on here? I've never, you know, I've never played cornerback. I might have played like 10 snaps on defense in high school, and I'll tell you, I was not a very good defensive player. I don't have the, the hips and the movement, and I sure as heck don't have the natural flow of defense. It's not my game style. So, anyway, I uh, played cornerback. I went as hard as I could. Um, 
balled out on special teams, on scout team, did the best I could. I actually won numerous awards for that as a scout, <clears throat> scout team MVP. I blocked double-digit punts on the scout team. They absolutely hated going against me because I'd go hard, but at the same time, they love me because I'm pushing them. And that's what, at the end of the day, that's what I was there to do, was to push the guys and make them better and be prepared to play. So we did that. Um, you know, we did workout warrior and things. Um, I was told by the uh, workout staff, Coach Horton, one of my favorite coaches of all time, in the weight room, he said, you know, if we can give you the weight room warrior every time, we would because I just thrived in the weight room. And, you know, that's why I majored in exercise science. I love the weight room and I really enjoyed it. So we did that. We did challenges where, you know, you would go against another position player. You know, you do, uh, you know, shuttles, fives and fives, jumps, whatever it may be, and you would compete. And I would absolutely run circles around them as a walk-on, right? During my time on scout team, uh, I became really good friends with the scout team uh, coaches. I was basically allowed to pretty much run and teach the scout team weekly based on the team we were playing uh, to help. You know, like sometimes the coach couldn't be around. You know, he couldn't control every player out there. So they're like, hey, Blatt, you know, you need to get your scout team up. You need to go get them in these positions. We're going to be running play A, B, C, whatever. Go get them ready. Okay. So I would do that. Uh, a big frustration that came before I forget is, you know, you would bust your butt on this and do great. And you would get a new guy who's on scholarship who would come in. He'd, he'd be there for maybe a week. And I'd been there for a long time doing the scout team. He would come in. He'd do one thing right. Oh, man, you know, absolutely great job. This is what hard work looks like. Let's get this dude on, on starting special teams. And, you know, myself and a lot of other walk-ons are sitting there like, you know, why aren't we getting the opportunity when we've been performing? You know, like I said, I blocked double-digit punts on the uh, scout team uh, punt block. Um, so we did, so I got to the challenge. We did combine scores. Like I said, uh, four, four, two, 40, uh, the 10, 11 broad jump was my best recorded broad jump. I had a 38 inch vertical with my best during, um, you know, training, but I believe at Troy might've been a 36, which is still, you know, I think is pretty good. So as a walk on my, my scores, as far as strength and speed agility was, I would say within the top three to five on the team. One thing that I could have worked on was probably getting my weight up a little bit as a running back. Maybe I could have got up a little more, but we did have, um, you know, smaller backs in the backfield as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. After, uh, after my time on defense, I did, we had an um, evaluation with coach Brown. And I basically told him, I'm like, Hey, I came here to play running back and I'd like the opportunity play running back and I said I honestly believe I can surprise a few people and he reluctantly agreed and I was moved to running back finally and that time at running back um, I was given zero reps uh, the coach at the time was basically scared to give uh, us reps because coach Brown was on his butt pretty hardcore you know he was stressed out we did um see so we were not given any film no evaluation no, you know, normally you think we did get to do fundamental drills, right? Handoffs, uh, basic run, all that. But we didn't get to do like team drills, even if it was possible for us to do them. We would not get to go. Or at least I didn't get to go at running back. We, yeah, that's as far as that goes, we were never given the opportunity to practice, honestly. The time came in the spring game, and we had pretty much every one of our running backs were either down sick, out, or hurt, right? And I'll, I'll never forget it. It was like yesterday, Coach Brown was out there, and he said, all right, Blatt, looks like you're going to get your your chance. I'll say it nicely. It looks like you're going to get your chance. And I had no experience. I had yet to step on the field, even in practice. And 
thank goodness I actually paid a little bit of attention to some of the plays that I did get. And first run play, 20 yards down the sideline. We called shotgun, ran it again, 20 yards down the sideline again. Another play, 10 yards. You know, had a great spring game. Come back the next week, players are back. I'm nowhere to be found. I'm right back to just hanging out, you know, not doing a thing. So the final breaking point was I just wanted to make the travel team to, to a travel game. And um, I busted my butt every day. And this last time I was not given the chance to even travel. And I said, you know, I said, I'm, I got to work back home. I'm only able to take a certain amount of credit hours while playing college football, because we got to make sure we have time for practice. You know, I need to get this degree done, you know, and I'm also training for a very important career in the military as well. It takes a lot of physical training and I started focusing on that a lot more. And that was it as far as that goes. Yeah, that's, that's really frustrating, man. I mean, I feel for you there. Um, d during your time at Troy, did, did you have a pretty good relationship with um, the other players on the team, in particular, the other scholarship players? It did, does kind of sound like there was a, a click group between scholarship and non-scholarship guys. I will say there was a huge divide on the team. And, you know, maybe not um, as much that people would care to – talk about or feel but I definitely from an outside perspective looking in I look back and I do see a huge divide with the team and I can go into that real quick because it was a big part of me it was very belittling as a walk-on at Troy because we would not get to go on the Trojan walk which is you know part of the tradition you get off the bus you do the Trojan walk we basically walked to the locker room on game days there was one occasion where I actually had to park in like normal parking and walk like half a mile to get to the locker room before a game, we might have been given jerseys for the game. We did not have pregame meals uh, with the team. We didn't get to go to the uh, night before. You know, they would go watch movies and just hang out as a team. We did not go to that. We, um, yeah, and of course, you did not travel. That was for certain. You did not travel. So there was a divide there. Um, and, it, and I'll tell you, it was obvious if people cared to see it on the team that we were just overlooked uh, massively not cared for at all. Our time meant nothing to them. So I saw it and I, you know, I'm sure other people did. They might not want to admit it, but they, there definitely was a divide for sure. As far as my relationship with the team goes though, I believe I am born to be a part of a team. Hence why I joined the military as well. I love being a part of tight knit units and working as a team. I, I look back on the roster you know, looking back last night, I look back at all the, the team rosters of Troy I was on, and I can go down the list, and I can look at every one of them. I can name them, talk about them, and I can tell you a story about every single one of them. And I'm, they're all good stories. I love my team. And, I mean, if I saw them today, I mean, I'd give them a huge hug. I miss them all, but they were great guys. So I love them. I'm sure they'd say the same about me because I was always there for them. So, I mean, you um, you talked about it a little bit earlier, but you came back for one game in 2019, um, the first year Neil Brown was at WVU, and it was it was a cool story. Your your old high school coach, who was then the running back coach at Troy, called you up, asked you to play because they were short running backs due to injury. And, um, you know, what made you decide to come back? Was it your coach, or did you still have the desire to play then? So I'd say probably two things. Number one, my coach needed me, and he's a great coach. I love him, and he needed help. Number two, Coach Chip Lindsey wanted help. And number three, the team needed me. They were in a you know a tough spot, and, hey, what else do I have to do? I'm just working out. You know, I'm getting ready to head off, and I'm in shape. So, you know, why not? I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know, how about the team? Um, 
and basically came back. They were shocked, like, where'd this guy come from? He came off the couch. You know, he's actually, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's pretty good. I learned the uh, the offensive playbook, basically 70% of it, I'd say, in about a week's time. Um, I was also put on special teams, you know, in a week as well. And th- during the Akron game, I actually got a couple carries, um, had some good runs. And that's even with Akron knowing that, obviously, they're running the clock out. We know the running back's pretty much just going to get the ball. We're playing run defense at this point. And I, I would like to say – I. We pretty much ran it down their throat. It was me, it was me and the um, third or fourth string, and we ran it down Akron's first string defense or second string defense's throat for I'd say five minutes straight. We absolutely killed it. That's awesome. What what made you um, decide not to to kind of reboot your career after that? Um... Yeah. So the next, I think it was two weeks later, we were playing in Missouri, and I was on a kickoff team. And I was headed down to, you know, cover my area, made one cut left, one cut right. And I felt a huge crack in my knee. Oh, no. And I knew it wouldn't happen. I was like, yeah, that's, I guess that's what a torn knee feels like. Cause it sounded like a bag of potato chips cracking open. I was like, well, so, you know, I knew it would definitely be the last time I stepped foot on a football field. So, you know, the trainers come out and they want to help me up. But I, I wanted to walk off the field by myself one more time, you know, it's kind of monumental for me. So that's why I didn't continue my career they um you know hinted that it would be okay for me to rehab my knee and come back and play um but instead you know I stuck around and helped coach in strength conditioning which is what I did even when coach Brown was there I helped coach uh, Horton in the weight room with strength conditioning I basically just hung out helped with coaching went and saw the guys rehab my knee and then started training for the military to get on more of like a you know a cardio based workout routine and try to maintain my strength but looking back um, you know, everything happens for a reason. So what if I like to continue playing? You know, it'd been nice, but I've done great things since and it's been okay. Yeah. That's a tough break. I, I'm happy you got to at least fulfill your dream of playing running back for sure though. That's amazing. I did. Uh, you know, I'll never forget it. Just that one time, you know, I, I've dedicated my life to playing the game, not just for me, it was for my family, you know, and the team itself. It was never once for me. So being able to step foot on that field one time, no one will ever understand the feeling of, of finally accomplishing something for myself that I had. And I'll never forget it. Even even tearing my knee walking off that field, it did mean a lot to me, just to know the amount of work and the support I had and helping the team. No, I bet. It's definitely a unique story, and it's good to see You know, the hard work eventually did pay off. Um, what, what was your first interaction with – um, Coach Brown, and what was your initial impressions about him? Because um, something must have impressed you for you to go and play for him initially. Yep, he's a, like I said, he's he's a very nice guy on the outside. He's a very smooth talker, and uh, they recruited me greatly. You know, told me everything I wanted to hear, which I'm guessing is their job. And then as soon as I got to Troy, it was just a complete flip flop, and I don't think they could have cared any less about me. Uh, he was, you know, they were great. I love the school, the size, like I said, proximity to home. So, he, you know, that was automatically me choosing that. But he, he did do a great job of speaking, and he is great at putting on a show. I can say that. Was there uh, ever a time that you enjoyed playing for, for Coach Brown, um, like towards the beginning, or was it as soon as you were on campus it was a different person? It was a different person. I never once enjoyed playing for him. However, I did enjoy the fact that I had the ability to play football and be out there with, uh, you know, my teammates. 
So I did enjoy, I'll tell you this too, and it may sound odd, but I enjoyed the challenge of just impressing that man. I wanted to become undeniable to him every day. And that was my goal. Every day I wake up, let's go see if we can't make a difference and change somebody's mind today and surprise them. And I enjoyed that because I just live for a challenge. So I never enjoyed playing for him, but I enjoyed the fact I had to find joy in something. And that just happened to be what it was. That's a good mindset to, uh, to have for sure. It helps you get through tough times. Yes. Um, in your experience, because I know this might be hard for players to say, but what attributes does Neil Brown factor in when deciding who gets to play, who doesn't? Um, do you think Neil Brown, um, I know he is the head coach, but do you think he gets input from his position coaches before he makes that decision? I would say the position coaches, at least in my experience, they sometimes wanted to play another guy. And that idea would be squashed pretty quickly. He had his select few that he wanted to play. And I'm sure it might have been because he trusted them because, you know, hey, why mess up something if it's broke? Whereas, you know, some people see it as we have so much talent. Why don't we invest here and here instead of just putting all of our eggs in one basket? Because there were many times there were coaches wanting to put in somebody else for reps. He'd say, you know, get him out. I don't want him in right now. Get him back in. And that was especially true for the walk-ons. And I guess also scholarship players as well. He – he definitely ruled with an iron fist as far as play time and practice time went. I, I'll just about, say from a WVU fan, I've, I think we've seen that here as well. There's certain players that um, it's been real obvious that, you know, it would be better if the backup got some reps to see if, you know, that could turn the momentum around. And we haven't seen a Neil Brown team do that very often. We've seen it a couple times this past season when um, – you know, it looked like we were pretty much out of bowl contention. He went that route. But, it, yeah, I mean, I don't want to throw out names. But Jared Dagey, I mean, how many times did fans say, give a backup a chance? And he just – it it did seem like he had his favorites and he just wasn't going to change his mind. Yeah, so, that yeah. was that was going to be my follow-up question is, you know, the one thing that we've noticed through um, WVU is it seems like, you know, that trust um, topic that you brought up, it seems like that's kind of what – Neil Brown values more than anything is trust. So do, do you feel like that is his most important factor for a player is does the guy do what I expect him to do? I'd say um, maybe he's comfortable, right? And he has his own idea of who can play. And, and it makes – and I'm sure the players right now at West Virginia who are struggling might be asking themselves, like, what what more can I do to make this man trust me? I'm here for film, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm pushing myself. I do the workouts. I'm where I need to be on the right time. What more can I do to gain his trust so he can put me in? And and it's hard because I wondered the same thing. I, I still don't know to this day what I could have done different because I did everything under the sun to just get a chance, and I was not given one. Whereas other people uh, on the team could, you know, get into trouble or say, for example, fumble a couple times, have a bad practice, you know, terrible attitude, you know, butt on their shoulders, just not being a team player. We're going to give that guy all the chances in the world. But the one guy with a ton of heart on the team that, you know, brings some excitement to the team, we're gonna, we're not going to worry about him because I don't trust him. But once again, why? I just don't know the determining factor as to why. Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting point. Um, kind of shifting tides a little bit. What, in your opinion, makes Neil Brown a, a good recruiter? Because during his time at WVU, he's actually been exceptionally good at bringing on some quality guys during our team. 
to our team. Also, he he's a he's a very nice guy. He's smart with his wording. I mean, he's intelligent. He knows how to um, get things that people, well, not my age now, but you know, fresh out of high school guys that we can he can appeal to them. You know, look at all the stuff that we have. He can definitely um, blow it up and you know make it seem great and wonderful. And that's how he gets people. I'm sure he's a, a very nice guy. He's a people man. You know, I'm sure that's what he's got going for him. He's a good talker. Oh yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the biggest thing here. And that's why so many people root for him to succeed. Cause he does seem like that, you know, everyday man, he can relate to everyone he can talk. And so, um, you know, the problem is just, we're not getting wins here in Morgantown, but, uh, Brandon mentioned how he's such a good recruiter. The biggest issue isn't getting guys here. It's player retention. Um, just so many are leaving and this is a reality of college football nowadays. Players are going to leave. But the concerning thing is the number of starters um, that we see leave in West Virginia. And some players are leaving for guaranteed you know, playing time here at West Virginia, and they're going to ride the bench somewhere else. And, th and that's the biggest red flag to me. Like, what is making those kids leave? Um, and sure, you could say NIL. But is it purely NIL? Do you think Neil Brown's chasing some of these guys off? Do you think it's a combination? In your experience, why do you think WVU is seeing so many starters walk away? I'd have to say probably like we talked about earlier, people can see it from the outside. I don't know what they're going through, the, the current players, what they're going through, but I can imagine obviously the numbers are showing they're leaving. So there's something wrong, and it very well could be, you know, coaching staff could be treating them like crap they're not being listened to they don't like the flow of how things are working and i say these things because this is what i experience and a lot of other guys experience as well one of the big ones is just how because i don't know all the coaches at west virginia but i do know coach brown and i did know a couple of his coaches that were there before and they don't seem to be very caring once you're there you're just another number you're a statistic they don't care whatever's getting them i guess money because at the end of the day if they're winning they're happy and that's all that matters and maybe at west virginia that's what's occurring right now we can't see it but on the inside very well could be what's going on yeah that's that's super helpful and um you know more a little bit more on neil brown here is i think you alluded to it before but you know is neil brown does he trust his staff to make decisions is he a delegator or does he like to be involved in every decision made around the football team when it comes so to play he, calling offensive style all that stuff i probably have to say that more of like a dictator as far as how coaches do their stuff because if i you know i try to remember everything as much as i can but i do remember coaches doing things certain ways and he would absolutely go off on them during practice or during film and I did feel bad for a lot of the coaches, especially the graduate assistants, because they got absolutely, you know, crapped on as far as how they were treated. And you don't, you didn't have much say. If you weren't meeting, you know, his A, B, and C, well, you expect consequences because that's how it was. There was no leeway. It was my way or the highway pretty much. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've seen that on the outside looking in here at WVU. Um uh, it, it just seems like the, the offense always has his fingerprints on it, which as a head coach, it should. But I'll even say this year, um, you know, watching Graham Harrell call those plays, it still seemed like something was holding him back from doing what he accomplished at other schools. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, 
just in your experience personally, Neil Brown obviously made a lot of false promises to you. And um, what made you still stay at Troy? Why didn't you transfer? Because even with the old rules, you you could have transferred, sat out a year, and still been eligible. Um, what made you just completely quit football? Yep. So why did I stay? Number one, I told you I enjoyed the challenge, and I knew what I was capable of, and I was just hoping for the one opportunity to make a difference. That's why I stayed. Also, I could have went back home and walked on at Auburn. At the time, I do believe Coach Blackman, who was my – uh, high school coach was at Auburn, and then, you know, he, he came to Troy a couple of years later. He was at Auburn. I could have walked on there, but I really didn't want to go there. Number one, it's expensive. Um, it would have been a, a pretty cool experience to play at Auburn, but I just wanted to stay at Troy. I knew everyone, and the one of the biggest things that kept me there was the fact that I loved everyone on the team. I became comfortable with them, and I may not have made a difference on the field, but I definitely made a difference in, in helping in any way possible. So, you know, I feel like there was more to gain by staying there than transferring somewhere else and having to go through the whole, you know, switching and going to different schools. Pretty much why I stayed. I like that mindset. I mean, I feel like that's going away in nowadays in college football, NIL, and, you know, uh, everyone's moving, whether it's a coach or a player. I mean, it's great to have that mindset and value the family and the team over the self. Um, so that's awesome to hear. It's definitely becoming a me, me, me world. And, you know, people is getting smaller, smaller amounts of people that actually put others before themselves. So for, for sure. sure, I couldn't agree more. Um, so the, the one thing that kind of, you know, tying everything together here that confuses us as WVU fans, I think as a whole um, is, you know, we have players who are coming out and defending Neil Brown and saying how great he is and how great he runs the program while we also have, about just as many, if not more players coming out saying, you know, that they can't believe that coach Brown is still here and that, you know, they just don't believe in the program underneath of him. So well, why do you think that is? What, what is it about Neil Brown that ca causes so much polarization? I'd say it's a pretty easy answer. Number one, we, we talked about, he looks great on the outside. Fans love him. I mean, and most time, if you speak out against them, we, that people like to think, well, for example, me, he's just a walk-on. He's he's mad because he didn't get to play. He was a nobody, and he's just trying to, you know, talk some junk about his head coach, and we're just going to brush him off. It's not true. Why would, the, why would the head coach lie and be someone he's not? And I feel like when we talked about earlier, if only they knew what really went on, I believe you could take that 50-50 and definitely switch it to probably 80-20, no doubt about it. Yeah, Um we have seen that um, our our friend Brad Smith is getting a, a lot of people reaching out to him and, you know, they don't want their name to be out there publicly. And so, um, and, and that makes a lot of fans not believe the stuff he reports, even though, um, yep. you know, we know for sure it is accurate. It's just those people don't want to attach their name because they're still playing and they don't want to try to ruin their reputation, being troublemakers, um, so on and so forth. So I see where you're coming from there. Um, but to, to kind of wrap this up, what was your fondest memory during the two years that you played under Neil Brown? Because surely, you know, you had to have some good experiences. Is there anything you look back on fondly during your that, that time at Troy? Favorite memory at Troy University would be being with Coach Horton, our strength and conditioning coach, who was one of the greatest coaches I've ever had. And he did, I believe he came to West Virginia with Coach Brown maybe his first year. But being with him 
working out with the guys and just getting after it, you know, pushing each other, being out there at practice and being a part of team with the guys was my greatest memory. Just being able to walk and run and everyday things in life is what was the greatest memory I'll have. The, the, the fact that I was blessed enough to have the ability to go play division one football, something that people will never get the opportunity to do. I was able to do it and, you know, make a difference in some people's lives. So looking back, I'd say that's probably what the greatest memory I have at Troy is. That's awesome. And, and you know, I really appreciate you jumping on here. Um, I, you know, I hope that, you know, this encourages other people to, to come out and talk to, whether it's positive or negative um, mm -hmm. about Coach Brown. Because, you know, I think as fans, we all kind of deserve to hear it. Because while we're not invested in a physical standpoint like the players are, we are emotionally invested. And the uh, past few years has been hard as WVU fans. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I like the way you approached it as well. You know, we came on here, we weren't sure if this was going to be like a huge hit piece towards Neil Brown, but it wasn't. You, you have a really good character. You just, you know, shared what you went through, how you felt. And, uh, you know, I don't know how anyone can knock you for that. But uh, most of all, hey, thank you for your military service. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. And uh, it's been a pleasure, Tanner. It was very nice meeting you. I thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to speak. And I hope you guys, you know, have a, a great rest of your evening and a great Christmas and good luck and, you know, all you do.